Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Married at First Sight, season 16, episode 16. Hello, Aid. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm like coming down the high of the love is blind frenzy. Um, I feel like we were all in a frenzy. Do you feel like you were in a frenzy? It was a bit of a frenzy. <laughs> and I think I'm coming of it. And I know the proof is Kwame just did a space thing on Twitter. And he was answering every single question that was thrown to him. And I'm seeing people saying, oh, my God. He, I like him so much better. Like he's answering all the questions and all the things. And I just wasn't interested. Not because I don't, I'm just like over all of the things. It just feels like there was so much of love is blind. I'm ready to detox and I'm over it now. I saw like a clip, I think of Marshall being on Nick Vial's podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing to me. It kind of remind. I don't want to talk about it because I'm literally avoiding my Bravo podcasts right now because I don't want to hear about Scandal anymore. But yeah, podcasts I love them, but they also now everybody has to go on ten podcasts to say the same things. Yeah, like everything I've heard is not by choice, but I haven't gone like to see because I saw that post too. And unfortunately, you know, Instagram and their explore and all that stuff where Jackie's thanking Marshall for it. And it's just that article came out about behind the scenes of Love is Blind. That one I actually read because (laughs) I'm like, what are these people saying? Did you read it? Oh, I read it. I sent it to you. (laughs) Um, Oh, yes, 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 you did. When I um, it, it was a lot of bullshit as far as I'm concerned. I get it. Bad working environments and everything. But there's just certain things like. We're in 2023. Everybody knows about reality shows. There was even a TV show on Real that was about how it's ex- exploitive and they take, you know, they take advantage of your emotions. So for anyone to say that, like it's news was like, I think the best part was a season two contestant knew she couldn't make it because her fiance wasn't, didn't believe in the Christian faith. I'm like, we're not supposed to know it's Shayna. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are we doing here? And then Nick saying his marriage was in trouble and he reached out to Netflix and they didn't help him. I'm like, guys. That was a- <laughs> they brought you together. They got you a wife. Once they're done with that, you're on your own. 
oh why oh so it was a whole lot of things that was just like guys it's it comes with it the part you're not saying is the fame that you're hoping to get out of it and you know this and you just it's a gamble everything is a gamble but and the other part is you notice that the which is unfortunate because it it basically it's like the system gave you what you wanted so you're not going to complain about it. Yeah. So you notice that in that article they couldn't find any successful couples to quote. It's only the broken up ones or the ones who didn't get married. Yeah, it is. I was just, the biggest shock for me was that Shane wasn't part of it. That's all he talks about on his Instagram. It's love is blind, love is blind. This love is blind. That I was like, this is an opportunity for you to shit on them, and you weren't part of it. So, anyways. So <laughs> Melissa from Real World, who you met at BravoCon, yeah, she like reposted the article and was basically like, come on, like reality TV has been on for a long time. We know what we're signing up for. And if we don't, it's basically our own fault. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. That's why we fucks with Melissa. She's a truth sayer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, can you share with the people a little bit of housekeeping for this week? So you guys, Talking of Love is Blind, our episode that covers basically the second half of the season, the reunion, is up on our Patreon. Just for clarity, um, bonus episodes are at the $5 level. At the $3 level, you get regular episodes with no ads. So if you want to hear our bonus episodes, you have to join at the $5 level. Um, it was episode bonus episode number 55 for us, so you can listen to that episode and the 54 bonus episodes that we've done before that. Yeah. Lots of content on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will have After Party up, as usual, uh, this Monday. Uh, we asked you guys for suggestions. Thank you so much for everybody who gave us suggestions for what we could do for bonus episodes. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Some of your suggestions we're definitely going to do. We'll let you know when they're coming. Yeah. So, Tane, what's happening in Mapsland? All right. So, Rachel. She gives like stories about her dating world and she seems to get ghosted a lot. I'm not sure why. I usually skip past them because she does them with the Lemonhead. Um, I don't know what it is. A Lemonhead app thing that you use on Instagram. But anyway, she talks about, she did a ask me anything and someone asked if she would do um, Love is Blind. I think she said, yes, she would. Someone asked if she would sell her ring. I don't know what she said, but the part that caught my eye was that Kristen from San Diego posted about wanting to sell her ring and got it appraised, and it was just under $13,000. Damn! I don't they, even think I heard right. <laughs> they did not pay that much for her ring, did they? It doesn't sound like maths. They don't spend money. <laughs> so, but she Wasn't said- that a sponsored ring? Maybe that's why. I don't, but she said her ring is not worth that, that this is what she got. And she dangled it in the air. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know the math of that, but that's what I heard. And I was like, I can't wait to share this. But I also went back like some days later, Kristen posted a wedding dress. So she's making bank. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Kristen, I don't know where she is. You know, um, I spoke about how she got a new job and she was fun employed for a little bit and she was starting it, but every photo or story she posts, it looks like she's in Virginia beach. So maybe she got a remote role, but does that mean she left New York that quickly? Didn't she sign a lease? Uh, uh, I don't know why I'm asking you. (laughs) Mysteries. I'm like, sure. She signed a lease. I don't know. (laughs) 
I keep hoping someone will say something in the comments or whatever, but I'll keep you guys updated if I find answers to my questions. Um, where in the world is Haley? It looks like Haley's done with Egypt and she was headed to Paris last I checked. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, this weekend for, if we have any listeners that are in Chicago, Anthony and Ashley from the Chicago season together with producer Montre are doing a meet and greet. Um, they're splitting it into like a guy's night and a ladies night, and it's going to be hosted at the easy Inn. Not familiar to us, but if you live there, it might be familiar to you. I got to tell you, Ada, I'm very fascinated by this. And I'm also very interested in what the turnout would be. We always say Maps is a niche show. Um, And then for Anthony and Ashley, that was like many seasons ago, season five, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm just curious to see what kind of pool or what kind of, how many people they can get. So if anyone goes to this or anyone knows about this, Please let us know. Yes. Report back. I mean, the thing, I, I'm like, if they were doing it where I, I would be there in a minute. That is true. <laughs> to meet Ashley and Anthony, but really to meet Montre. <laughs> <laughs> and get the get the deets. <laughs> At least try. I mean, the thing is, I don't think that there aren't people who are interested. It's just, are there enough for that? I don't know what the appropriate number of people are, but yeah. Okay, um, this is not interesting, but in lieu of the show where we know Stasha and Nate had a semi-argument about buying coffee every day and saying it was a waste, Stasha is now only buying coffee on the weekends. She's not happy about it, but she's challenging herself, and she uses her Nespresso during the week. Okay, good for her. <laughs> um, Noi is seemingly happy in her relationship. She posts about him all the time. But this week she let us know that she has booked her egg freezing consultation. She said something about life didn't go the way that she planned, but she just wants to have that, you know, insurance and stuff. And, you know, she talks about having a kid. Well, having what? Was it three kids? She wanted, yeah, she wanted a lot of kids. Yes. So good for her. That is always smart. And speaking of Noi... The fact that Noi and Lindsay are on couple's couch together is like mind blowing to me because if you remember their reunion, they weren't friends. <laughs> I, I think it was all Steve's fault. So once okay. Steve was out of the picture, they could resume their friendship. Okay. But yeah, they're on couple's couch together, which by the way, I think has been moved to Wednesdays. <laughs> yes. Right after married at first sight, it's on its way to being canceled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do like, I saw Noi and, um, and Lindsay and I just, I'm always doing this double take. Like, they don't quite look like themselves. I guess people change in a year or two. I mean, I, Noi looks like she got fillers. Wait, what is the one they put in the lips? I don't know. Is it filler, lip fillers or something? Like Botox or lip fillers? I think lip fillers. Like, her lips look plumper. I don't know. That's just me. And then Lindsay, honestly, just looks like she's happier. That's just the God honest truth. Like everything after she doesn't look like so stressed out and she just looks like she's happy. But I also was trying to figure, did she just fly down to watch TV with Noi? Because she's not in Boston anymore. Or the other way around. Did Noi fly to her to watch TV? Which makes the same amount of sense, which is zero. Point. (laughs) You know what? It depends. How much, A, did they have to pay for it? Or did the show pay for it? B, how much do you get paid to do uh, Couples Couch or whatever it's called? 
I will not use my own money to buy a ticket just to go. No, <laughs> but this is what it is. When all these people say they have all this trauma and with the LIB uh, article, you filmed after the altar, you went back. <laughs> so anyways, okay. That's it for the couples, but I did want to address last week. We had a question uh, about Shaq getting like finding out about his graduation. How did that work in PhD? Clearly, both of us are uninformed about how that works. We were going on about dissertations and thesis. And we got an answer from Alma Campbell. Maybe it's AMA Campbell. Um, She's like, when she had it, there were definite graduation dates. And you had to get a bunch of stuff done by a certain date. Or it got bumped a few months. So it can really mess with your plans. Like there's a written part, a verbal part, and you have to get committee approval. So it's just a lot of moving parts. And so... Maybe it wasn't something he did and it's just something that the dates got moved. So we always love being educated. So thank you for that. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Okay. Um, before we get into the episode, guys, like every now and then we talk about stuff that we watch and I wanted to share stuff that I I watched and I recommend. The documentary that I would recommend to everybody is Pretty Baby. Have you watched it, Aid? I have not. Okay. Um, it is the documentary about Brooke Shields talking about her life. Um, it was one of the thing, one of the, uh, movies that premiered at Sundance. I didn't get tickets to it, but it's on Hulu now it's two episodes. And if you don't know about Brooke Shields, when she was younger, she did, I would say inappropriate movies. (laughs) She played like a prostitute's daughter and was a prostitute when she was 12 years old in a movie. And she actually kissed a man who was 29 years old. And that was okay (laughs) back then. And then there was an actual movie. I think that was it, Pretty Baby. And then she did another movie when she was 14, where she was in the nude and her mom actually approved all this. Her mom turned out to be an alcoholic. And, you know, she had nude pictures taken of her when she was 10. And when she was famous at 16, he tried to sell it. They went to court and she lost aid and she lost. So So basically Brooke Shield was... (laughs) Uh, child abused in the name of entertainment for like all of her adolescence yes then it gets worse as she gets older and things actually happen but i think it's just very fascinating because in her point of view when the me too movement started she didn't know how to address it because she didn't really she wasn't really sure anything bad happened to her to her she was just working (laughs) and that has to be a very difficult place to be in but it's just two episodes it's on hulu i recommend it guys it's a little disturbing like we live in a world where at a time that was okay but yeah um the other tv show that has been the best thing that i watched this year has been beef i think we talked a little bit about that yeah it's uh i yeah i really don't know if i enjoyed it okay okay i I mean i would highly recommend it but i don't know (laughs) if it's meant to be enjoyed and then there's the second part which is that one of the main actors on it um went on a podcast years ago to like talk about how he raped somebody i have not watched the video because i don't need that um so that's really like dimming the shine of beef so yeah i was leading up to that to say that I really enjoyed beef. I thought it was clever. I thought it was interesting. I thought the dialogue was great. I laughed and I was like, people are crazy. Um, but it, and and also it's good to see a show that was just like full representation. It was an Asian, mostly Asian cast and it was great. But then after watching it, loving it, recommending it, 
the whole thing happened where it came out that one of the actors was talking about rape and it's just a terrible thing and it's marring it and no one's saying anything about it. And that's just, we can't, we can't have nice things <laughs> because everybody's just being really bad. And the last thing I recommend is on freebie. It's a comedy, which is not really my thing, but it's called jury duty. And it's like the, it's, I've never seen anything like that before, but it's just hilarious. So check it out. And those are the shows that I recommend for the week from me. And that's it. For me, I recommend Manhunt. It is on Netflix. It is about the Boston Marathon bombing and tracking down the two young men who did it. I think what I liked about it first, like, ever, I think everybody knows the general story, but like, to obviously with a documentary, you get to hear more people's perspectives. There's like this really cool guy named Danny Meng who like basically saved himself, helped police find the the bombers, like. He did a lot of work that I've never heard this man's name before. And I also think it's uh, nice sometimes to take a critical view of things. I think like the whole idea is like, oh, well, they captured them, you know. But when you see like the process the police went through and how many times there was a lot of unnecessary shooting going on that endangered people's lives, you kind of or the fact that they like shut down a whole city to find somebody who was a quarter of a mile away. There was there was some missteps there. Um, but it's really interesting. Of course, it's very sad. The Boston Marathon, is t- it's been 10 years since the bombing, which is why they probably did the documentary. Um, so it's not necessarily happy, but I do recommend it. Nice. Okay, back to maps. How did you feel about this episode? <sighs> Enjoyable people, boring show. Again. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I don't know how they managed to do it. We're watching people have fun, but it was boring. I mean, just, <laughs> you know, I don't, again, as human beings, we say, oh, we just want these people to have fun. And then they're finally having fun. But it's like, well, also in, in, in the middle of it all, they're still having the same conversations we've been hearing for the last how many weeks over and over again. So, you know, it's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Okay, we'll get into it. So, it's the couple's retreat episode. I don't know what's going to be better than San Diego's. I think it was San Diego's. Yeah, we really enjoyed that one. That was really fun. Miguel losing his shit. Was that fun? There was drama and there was fun. Like, they had a good time at their prom. So, you know. No, um, who was it again? New Orleans was really fun when they had that game. And then... (laughs) New Orleans yeah did karen and miles win or something or henry and christina something and she was like i listen i told you but that was fun too um pastor cal says like with the weeks winding down like they hope the retreat reconnects them in a meaningful way um we see Shaq and kirsten doing a rap that was cute um nicole is saying that she's an overpacker relatable content like i'm the worst packer in the world it could be two days and i'll pack for like a week I don't um, understand how I'm supposed to decide what I want to wear three days in advance. <laughs> I need options. <laughs> Therefore, I need to bring a lot of stuff so I have choices. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did see, because I caught a little bit of the couple's couch, and they said 67% of Americans are overpackers. I'm like, yeah, go us. Um, we learned that they get an itinerary ahead of time because there's lots of talk about a pageant. I mean, Nicole says... I don't know how I'm supposed to pack for things I don't know about. But then Chris proceeds to tell us, well, there's a pageant, there's an 80s party, there's a thing. So I'm like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) 
Jasmine says she hopes that she and Eris get over some roadblocks and increase their intimacy. I'm like, is she for real? <laughs> Surely not. Um, Eris says that he just doesn't want to be next to a room with the couples that are having sex. Mark, start, start counting. This is the many times he's going to bring up sex. So we see Jasmine and Eris driving down. Um, they are forced to play card games. I, I have to believe they were forced to play card who plays card <laughs> on there? I mean, I was about to say, like, I noticed all the women were driving except Gina because honestly, I don't expect Gina to drive. Gina just seems like she lives the soft life and she's not going to do it. But then um, I noticed that I don't think uh, Kirsten drove. This is I No, Nicole. Remember. Sorry, Nicole didn't drive. I think Kirsten was driving, but Nicole didn't drive. So then there goes my theory. Um she asked him, I think the card asked, what have you taught me in our marriage? And she says that he has taught her to read more. <laughs> but then she does the defense mechanism thing. And she's like, I know I haven't taught you anything. Ha ha ha. But Eris is like, no, you taught me something. Like you taught me how to give myself grace. <laughs> I, I rewound because I was like, I don't think I heard right. Again, my husband walked in. He's like, was that real? I was like, yes. And I was <laughs> like, so did she teach you by way of giving, like, it's always, I'm sorry, Eris can be quite self-centered. You okay. taught me to cut myself slack for the <laughs> shitty things I do. Okay. She asked, how did I teach you <laughs> to give yourself grace? He's like, yeah, you told me that I should live in my truth and it's okay to feel how I feel and I don't have to feel guilty. <laughs> like, that's what you took. I don't know. He cracks me up. It's terrible, but it's just terrible. funny. And then he's like, who, then the next question was like, who would struggle more if we divorced? And he's like, damn, there's no happy questions. And then they laugh. And then that was it. Oh, I, I, I don't understand why they need to be given activities to drive in the car. Like let them sit in awkward silence. Let them try to have an organic conversation. This has got to be at least an hour drive, if not more. Yeah. Like, leave them alone. That was tough. And they're the only ones who played games. I mean, Jasmine said she brought card games, so maybe she did because she was scared of awkward silences. <sighs> so Chris and Nicole are driving down, and Nicole brings up their living situation. Um, She says, like, their three dogs are going to be an issue, and she just doesn't want to live separately. I mean, good for her for bringing that up. And then Chris says... They don't need to freak out. They have time. They can figure it out. And Nicole tells us in a confessional that she's proactive and she knows what they have to do. They have to do stuff um, if they're going to find a place to live. And she's not wrong. Like if it was hard for them to do this in an apartment, they do need to start now. And surely there will be a place that is pet friendly, but you got to call and find out where these places are so that if there's not that place, then you figure out what you're going to do. I totally feel her pain, but I think and I fear that Chris is confirming our fears that he's not a take charge kind of person and he's more like a chill, we'll figure it out type person. And right after I thought that, he's like, it's the weekend, there's nothing we can do about it, so let's just have fun and deal with it on Monday. So now I'm curious, did they deal with it on Monday? <laughs> I'm curious about that too, and I wasn't really pleased with his answer because- yeah. 
<clears throat> it sounded like they've already started on the project of find, finding some place to live and they figured out that it's difficult. So yeah. I get it. We're on a road trip. We're going away for the weekend. There's nothing we can do about it. But it felt a little dismissive to a real concern. Yeah. True that. Um, so then the couple start arriving. They are in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Um, the house is gorgeous. We start with that. Um, Arison, do you have any thoughts on the house? Um, the house is beautiful. Um, I have been to Gatlinburg. I stopped there on my road trip from DC to Houston. Uh, it's beautiful. I mean, it's nice. It's a nice place. And that house that they got, I am a big, big fan. Yeah. So Iris and Jasmine get there first and they're talking about the bears and he's talking about flashing the bear, the bears so that your boobs look big. Either way, this 40 year old man needs to stop talking like a teenager. Like it was just like, stop Aries. Like, mm. so the, the, he immediately offers them shots. Um, Gina and Clint have to figure out what they're going to do because they've been sleeping separately this whole time. Um, but now they have to share a bed. They have a conversation outside about how beautiful it is. Clint says that this weekend might be what they need to make that spark. I'm like, right. <laughs> Why do they keep on saying these things? It's so weird. Right. At this point, maybe they're just staying for the stipend. I don't know. I don't even know how much they pay them. Um, Shaq and Kirsten arrive next and they're looking around, looking around the house. And Shaq says he likes that they have a tub inside the shower and Kirsten just casually walks by and is like, it's called a wet room. I'm like, go ahead, real estate, real estate agent. Tell your husband that it's what you do. (laughs) So Chris and Nicole are bummed that they're last. Well, Nicole is bummed that they are the last people to get there. And she's like, they're going to get the worst room. Nicole seems like she's in a bad mood, but I think the show doesn't delve into if it's because of the conversation they had, which I think would be valid because Mm -hmm. like you said, it was dismissive and it's like, you have to sit there and just hold it in. There's nowhere to go. Or if she's really mad that they're going to get the worst room. So they get there and she's in a, she says she's in a bad mood and all she wants to do is to give each other space but they have to hang with the other couple. So I was like, what did they do? <laughs> so they all gather, they take shots again. And Eris says he is coming to win for the pageant and that all they do is get W's in this household. And Shaq is like, he's very sure that he's going to win. All right, we're going to take a break now and we'll come back to discuss the pageant. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in AltaCall on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's AltaCall on the podcast. 
Subject to your available earnings location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites, You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code altercallmaths at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. And we're back. So the pageant happens. Um, Earlier, Jasmine had asked Eris what he's wearing and he's like, He's not telling her like he was hiding his outfit so she hadn't seen it, but he's still hiding his outfit. But this man puts out his foot in the bathroom and Jasmine is lotioning his feet. And I cannot tell you how much that hurts my soul. (laughs) Like, just give the man the lotion. He doesn't do anything for you. Why should you even do this small thing for him? Undeserving, if there ever was. So I'm just like, what are the rules for this pageant? Like, is there a thing? Like, we don't know yet. And there is a scene of Aries telling Jasmine, put the chain on daddy. Mm. It's painful. So Gina, I like all the ladies are helping like their guys like get ready for the pageant. And Gina convinces Clint to get a man bun. And I was here for it. What'd you think about it? <laughs> His look was amazing. Just a man bun. The man bun was great. It was actually, it was kind of sexy on Clint. Yes. It it upped him in a big way. (laughs) Yes. I agree. So they each give them, like I said, the advice. Kirsten is telling Shaq how to walk. And uh, Jasmine is telling Eris just be very confident. Nicole says the last thing, again, she wants to do is this pageant. But the men (laughs) seem all about it. So she's excited to see her man do this. Um, She's getting a bad rap on Twitter, at least, like for being like, always sad all the time and i'm like give her grace this is you know not easy but it's also not helping when the edit keeps showing her all the time saying the last thing i want to do like how many times but i'm like is she in a bad mood because of the rooms like surely not 
It's just think... probably in a bad mood because they haven't found a place to live yet and they're like probably less than a week away from decision day. Okay. And the man is like, oh, we'll just wait till Monday. Like, <laughs> I'd be in a bad mood too. So Jasmine is hosting the pageant and she explains the rules that they're going to be judging. All the ladies are going to be judging. They're going to be judging their outfits and they're looking for confidence. Then the onstage questions, they should judge based on the answer they feel and not what they think is right, like how they say it. Eris comes out first and this man comes over, gives them his phone and tells them to take a picture and then they should make sure they look at it because he's going to airdrop it to all of them. I, just, I found it funny. It's just... It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like this, man. So Kirsten is like, this. he's feeling himself a little bit too much. Shaq comes out. He looks nice. His, his tie is like a... It looks like a tire tread or whatever. And Nicole says, like, you can tell that Shaq is nervous, but he looks good doing it. Um, Chris comes out in a terrible wig, but he starts taking off his suit. He does a wiggle, does a dance, and it's kind of cool. Then he hands the wig to Shaq and he's like, Shaq, it's time for you to wear some hair. And then he points at Kirsten. And then I realized it was because she said she wasn't feeling the bald hair. <laughs> like, are we at a place where we can joke about that? Too we soon or not? They laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've had sex now. If you've not, if you're not over it, I don't know what to tell you. So Clint comes out in a jacket, a leather jacket with no shirt on, in his jeans, in his winter boots, baby. I was here for it completely with the man bun. I don't care that he was being goofy. He was doing his dance. He was doing everything. It was just fun. Like Clint is a ray of sunshine on this show because he just brings all the joy (laughs) to the show. The level of confidence it took to walk out there in that look. Sell it. Own it. I'm glad you said the level of confidence because I'm going to bring this up again in After Party. There's a, there was a line of discussion that I wasn't a fan of, but we'll talk about it. So the ladies are surprised and Gina is just laughing. I mean, every other person, everyone's like, that's my man. That's my husband. Gina's just laughing. Kirsten says he's looking like the god of all wolves <laughs> with his <laughs> chest hair. And although he should have worn a suit, I'm like, who says he had to wear a suit? That she's digging his outfit. Kirsten so was fr- very complimentary. They felt a little, I won't call it infidelity, but I was like, huh, Kirsten, very complimentary. I actually thought Nicole was more complimentary about Shaq than she was about him. <laughs> I thought she was low-key kind of laughing at him. Like, it's Clint's, like, you know, all that chest hair, but he's all right. Um, okay, so the first question was, if you were a marriage counselor, what would be your biggest piece of advice? Clint said, learn to love yourself and spread that with everyone. Shaq said, focus on your own happiness. And and they got we got clown music for that. And if you are you, and if you are happy, you show up as your best self and you bring the other person joy. And I'm like, Shaq. You're the same person who wants your wife at every event. Are you at your best self? Like, are you focusing on your happiness by yourself? I think not. Chris is like, always be true to who you are and show up unapologetically. And Eris is like, find out what turns your partner on. I'm like, Eris. But then he's like, find out what makes her tick and how she needs to be loved and love her that way. I mean, I'm not saying that the other guy's answers were wrong per se, but Eris is actually the only one that focused on the partner in the marriage. Yep. Everybody else is about, oh, you, 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 me, 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 me. And I'm like, this is marriage advice. 
Focus yep. on yourself. Yep. Then the next question, which was actually my favorite question, the divorce rate is nearly 50% in America. If you were president, what will you do to change the stats? Aris said he would change the legal age of marriage to 30. Shaq said he would give free marriage counseling to married couples. Chris said he would give money for a national day so you can get to spoil your partner and treat them well. I'm like, so you just want the government to give money on Valentine's Day? <laughs> said if you're if you're president, if you're president. Okay. So Clint says he would give a penalty for divorce where you have to give everything to your spouse. And I'm like, so the wife gives the husband or the husband gives the wife because it sounds very one-sided. Pandering. So I believe that's what Clint was doing. He was pandering to the judges. <laughs> so my question for you, Aid, is who do you think had the best answer? Um, I actually think Eris had the best answer. Yes, I agree. That was my <laughs> best answer too. Oh, good. I would also like to challenge the premise of the question. People are still running around saying that the divorce rate is 50%. The divorce rate is not 50%. The divorce rate is 37%. It's been dropping since that 50% high was reached. I want to say in the 90s or something. It's, yeah. it's, it's like a statistic that's put out there and no one ever goes to look for the most recent information. They just accept it as fact. Okay. Well, there you have it. That's your eight fact for the week. It is now 37%, not 50. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with him. Like I always tell people, like I don't think... Um, we've had that discussion too before. I mean, banning her in certain circumstances, but changing the legal age to 30. So the last question was, do you still believe traditional roles hold up today? The answers were boring. I do not have the answers for you. And then the results come out. And fourth was Mr. Courageous and Outrageous, and it was Clint. And I think Clint was robbed. And third <laughs> was Mr. Style and Swag, and that was Shaq. I think Shaq was not a good question answer. <laughs> That's where he was nervous. And runners up was the showstopper, which was Chris. Eris wins, and he already starts yelling while they're still announcing Chris. But Jasmine says she's proud of him. And Eris is really feeling himself and tells any husbands that if you're out there and you want some of this smoke, pull up. He's ready to give it. So it was cool. His outfit was nice. I loved everything about them announcing the winners of the pageant. <laughs> I like how, how Jasmine, the pageant girl, coached them to make sure that they were doing things properly. Link yeah. arms. Then the last two have to stand together. And the winner knows that they won when the runner-up is announced. I loved everything about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was fun. Um, so after the pageant, Kirsten says that one of the guys, they're doing like a selfie cam. So she and Shaq. And Kirsten, with a straight face, guys, with a straight face. She's like, one of the guys from the pageant made a really great point about free marital canceling. I'm thinking, like, she's trying to make a joke, like, yeah, that's my man. He said something wise. Shaq is like, that was me. <laughs> and she's like, oh, oh. <laughs> and she's just laughing. And she finds it really hilarious. I mean, I guess it is. But this just points to... Our friends on, uh, from the Friar said last week that Kirsten wasn't listening when Nicole said all of the things and Kirsten just responded with, sure. And now I'm like, this makes sense because it seems like she spaces out and is really <laughs> just not paying attention at all. Because how do you forget that shot? There are only four guys. <laughs> I mean, my favorite game to play on the show is, is Kirsten joking. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. So I was like, is she joking about not knowing that Shaq was the one who said it? Um, but I like your theory better. She's just not listening. Not not listening. So um the Jasmine and Eris are on the bed, and Jasmine is telling him the tradition of how you're supposed to lay in your crown like you're asleep, and then you take a picture. Eris is all about it. He's like, let's do it. And he's like, no, I'm addicted. I just want more crowns now. <laughs> I'm like, it's kind of fun. It's kind of cute. Um, I will say, though, I do think that Jasmine always seems uncomfortable around Eris. I wouldn't say, I, I don't know if it's so noticeable. I wouldn't say it's that. It's almost like you can hear her thinking. Like, what do I say next? What do I do? What do I want to, you know, say? But I, I never feel like she's fully comfortable around him. But do you think she's like really comfortable around the girls? Yeah. Hmm. Because if she cried around, I, I, it, you have to feel safe. I think when you cry and you're vulnerable around to be around people or are you, well, are you trying to say like she, that she always seems uncomfortable because now I'm thinking about after party. <laughs> Is that no, your I, I'm really just asking if you see it with. I'm wondering if it's a camera thing or is it an heiress thing or yeah. is it the situation they're in at certain times that makes her seem like she's uncomfortable. That's true. Um, no, I think she's comfortable around the girls, but now that I think about it, she's not had a lot of one on ones with the girls. Just think about it. <laughs> but around Eris, she just always seems like she's thinking about what's the next thing I could do. Like when he says things or does things, she's like. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And stuff like that. So anyways, so Gina and Clint, the first thing he says when they're in the room is I missed the last place. <laughs> I'm like, oh, poor guy. And then he's like, um, it's fine. But then he tells us that he's excited, nervous, and anxious because they haven't shared a bed since the honeymoon. And as big as his house was, do you think there were not extra bedrooms? I just feel like if there was a request to not share a bedroom, it could have been accommodated. Yeah. So why was that request not made? Hmm. Okay. I don't know. She says she doesn't feel weird <laughs> about sharing a bed with him. Um, Shaq and Kirsten. Shaq records Kirsten snoring. I don't know how I feel about that. It's There's cameras and everyone's going to see that. Do you think it's a big deal or no? I don't, uh, I don't, it depends on how she feels about it. Okay. I would not want anybody to record me snoring, but <laughs> I feel like you just sacrificed a lot of privacy to go on the show. True that, true that. Um, Ares and Jasmine, they wake up in the morning. Jasmine is complaining that he didn't wake up to meditate with her. He says that, oh, you could have told me. And she's like, I told you last night. <laughs> and in a confessional, he just tells us that, yeah, she said she wanted to. And then I woke up and I went to meditate and it slipped my mind. And I'm like, like texting her all day slipped your mind. <laughs> like you just don't think about this woman. No, because he's an inconsiderate person. Yeah. He says like he could tell that her energy was off, but that, and she was sitting in it, but she actually said something about it. And he was just glad that she actually spoke up. <laughs> but what, I don't know. Eris, what? kind of training is this i feel like he's training her to complain all the time to get her way instead of him having to do even a little bit of work to just do what she needs yeah but i think he makes up for it because he says you can never meditate or pray too much so he just did it again with her with his airpods i guess 
I don't know if they were giving him instructions, but that was weird to have technology while he meditates in nature. Um, Chris and Nicole have a moment. The PJs are back. The leopard PJs that she had um, during the honeymoon. So Chris does a scavenger hunt for her and he just has like, um, he told her that he wants her to know that he came from his heart. They seem to be all words of affirmation. Like you're beautiful. You're amazing. It was sweet. The last one was like, I love you. Um, she says self-love comes from within, but when you have a partner who loves you just as much back, it is so much easier and it's validation that she didn't know she needed that she now needs less and less, but she appreciates more and more. I mean, it was nice, but it was low effort. (gasps) (laughs) What do you mean? He stuck some notes around. (laughs) Yes, but you say that like it's common and a lot of people put effort into writing and being romantic in that way. I mean, in the mountains, like, what else are you going to do with the house pack? I just, it's look, the little it, gestures. It's a nice little gesture. I'm not taking that away. But it, it required zero planning, zero forethought, or even nice handwriting. Um, <laughs> It just was, let me stick some notes around. It meant a lot to her. I guess that's all that matters. But I didn't feel like it was a whole ton of effort. Like, when someone says scavenger hunt, remember Steve's scavenger hunt? Yeah. I, uh, this is a little less. Okay, so that is the issue. He called it the wrong thing. <laughs> I, have, I have love notes for you stuck around, but it's not definitely not a scavenger hunt. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> so we pick up and uh, Nicole is outside saying that she's enjoying nature and enjoying like the view while Chris is inside watching football. So then we see that there are bears. And Eris, Chris and Shaq are like behind a glass door and we can see the bears are outside. Mm-hmm. And Clint says, I'm going outside. He's a, well, Clint says, I'm opening the door. And Shaq says, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Shaq are spirit animals in this moment. Because if someone tells me that they're going out, that they're opening the door when there are bears outside, they're dead to me. Um, <laughs> but he goes outside. And the camera person follows him. I was like, okay, if Clint wants to die, that's one thing. The camera person who's cold in the camera is going to die with him? He might have zoomed. Just stood at a safe distance and then zoomed in. It didn't look like it. So, yeah. So, Clint does a little interview where he talks about how he's backpacked the Smoky Mountains and the Appalachian Trail. And you have to be mindful of their territory. Um, the producer asks if he'll protect his wife and he says he'll cut a bear if he has to. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's discussed on After Party, but I have no idea why you would go outside when there are bears. <laughs> My mouth is shut. <laughs> are you going to go outside with them? <laughs> they I say not. it on After Party. They say it on After Party. Um, they say it, but it didn't come out from me. I can repeat what they said. I agree with what they said, but... <laughs> But that's exactly what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) So we see Shaq and Kirsten in the car. And Kirsten asks Shaq, have you ever gone sledding or snowboarding? I think it was the other way around. Yeah, no, she asked if you've gone. Okay. Um, And then Shaq says, Kirsten never gets nervous about anything. And he'd never thought he'd see the day when she has fear in her heart. But they go to this place where you like, go tubing down a slide 
Yeah, like I an mean, ice slide. An ice slide? Okay. I have been like tubing before, like on actual ice. It's not that scary. <laughs> Did you think it was scary? Yeah, because I'm scared of heights. So it's different for <laughs> okay. everyone. Okay. Um, so she's very, very scared, but she makes sure to take her phone out to capture the moment. I mean, it's good. Just in case this is your last moment, it's, it's good to have documentation. <laughs> but it looks like after the first round, they're good. It's scary, but they go, they have a blast, and they go up, and they go again. Then they sit down to have their decision day talk, and we'll notice that everybody gets to do this. They do a fun activity, then they have to talk about decision day. Man, this season is lacking. <laughs> Sorry, I just... <laughs> I mean, they do that every season. I'm just remembering Noi and them. And when um, Mark did that thing for Lindy, Lindsay. <laughs> but it was still fun. Yeah. Everybody has fun doing free activities. Um, I mean, for us to watch. Oh, okay. <laughs> um... um... Shaq says that like this snowboard, I'm sorry, this sledding tubing thing is the most challenging thing that they've ever done of all their adventures. (laughs) Uh, But Karsten says as much fun. Oh, sorry. No, I said they need to do more things. Because even for me, that that was scary. I'm like, okay, that cannot be the, I mean. (laughs) To each his own. Yes. Um, Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. <laughs> Today they talk about oh so you mentioned that Nicole and and it reminded me that in previous seasons there would be all of these cast member one on one conversations and there's been a little bit of that but like I can't recall recall Nicole or Chris or Kirsten like people just having one on one conversations talking about their relationships with each other yes yeah. Maybe that's where they cut the 30 minutes. <laughs> no more one-on-ones. <laughs> no more one-on-ones. <laughs> but back to Carson and Shaq. They're going to have their D-Day talk. Shaq asks how she feels. She says, hmm, I don't know how it's going to go. That They've been having a lot of issues as far as communication. And it's taking a toll on her emotionally. And she feels defeated. It makes her uneasy. Is this something they want to build on? Shaq is of a different mind. He thinks communication has grown. They're growing. Um, and when he hears that communication is a problem, it's like, damn. Um, in an interview, Shaq says, how much more do we need to know to know what we want to do? And then he says to her that he enjoys them. He thinks each every day, they w- he wakes up excited because they tackle new challenges every day. And she agrees. Ugh. I, I mean, there's just not much to say there. Shaq and Kirsten feel like homework. Homework you don't want to do. 
(laughs) (laughs) Too much work. They're living a different, like, based on that conversation, I'm like, are they doing well or horrible? It depends on who you talk to. I just don't understand how two people can speak clear English. They speak the same language. And yet it still comes out confusing. It's a skill. It's a skill. Uh, Gina and Clint go on a ro- an outdoor roller coaster ride of some kind. Now, this to me is very scary. I don't like roller coasters. I really don't want to be outdoors with nothing that I can see on the ground. It's terrible. <laughs> but Clint talks about how they slept in the same bed and it made them feel like a married couple. And I'm, I just felt like at this point, like they're really harping on the sleeping in the same bed. <laughs> and it changes nothing about the fact that Clint and Gina have no future together. So after they're like, would you want to go on that roller coaster ride? I'm just so damn scared of heights. No. I'm, just... <laughs> like, I'm not scared of heights and I still hate that stuff. Mm-mm. No, it's a no for me, dog. But of course Clint loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't lying when he said he loves adventure. Remember when he wouldn't shut up about it? I love adventure, new experiences. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he went out with a bear, so he, he wasn't lying. <laughs> So they sit down for their, what are we going to do on D-Day talk? Uh, they're having a drink. Apparently they're having moonshine. Um, and he says that it feels like they're back in Jamaica. And she's like, I want to go to the beach. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. So they have a discussion. It's nonsense. <laughs> um, he compares their relationship to a roller coaster. He says it has his challenges the crazy undulations that makes her laugh. But before that, they talk about more past friendship. Can they see why they match just, I mean, it's not all that interesting and it will have no effect on their relationship. Same conversation. You know what? It's almost like we should give them kudos for being able to have still stuff to fake hope for this relationship for this long. It's kind of wild. Later on in the episode, I have a thought. Okay. This. Okay. So Jasmine and Eris, I'm like, okay, we've seen people do some crazy things. We see them go to a place and they start putting on harnesses. I'm like, what are they gonna do? And then they just climb a wall, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is hard, difficult, totally a challenge, but not like, oh, I'm about to die, which were the other two activities. They don't give them good dates. To me. I remember what was it the month anniversary where everyone did something whatever and they just sat outside and ate. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> they don't give. So this time they played dodgeball and jumped on a trampoline. Mm, to be kids again, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How does uh, that build intimacy? I don't know. I don't okay. know. Then in their conversation, they go in a roundabout way of her appreciating him trying while letting him know that it really isn't enough. But I mean, I can't ask any more of you, can I? Um, <laughs> I mean, that's what she said. And him being more present and getting off his phone. But he's like, you can tell me to get off my phone. Because remember, it always comes back to Jasmine telling Eris so that Eris doesn't have to expend any mental energy to just do what he's supposed to do. So we have another reiteration of Jasmine talking about she has to tell him and get over it to make sure that she's going to start saying things up front. Okay. <laughs> Um, we go, everybody's back now at the house, back at the ranch. Uh, it looks like the boys are going to cook dinner under the direction of Clint. Yes. 
Clint appears has great leadership skills. He tells Eris to keep some peppers. Um, and then Clint says that he wants to hear about everybody's sex life because he's jealous. <laughs> Clint and Eris are the same person, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that is true. They all just talk about pound town and sex and blowing backs, I guess. Chris says, we may or may not have. That's the best way to do it, if you ask me. Um, Shaq is like, someone makes a joke about Shaq and Kirsten being quiet. And he's like, we're not really quiet. We just, you know, some things we keep private and he's glad that it happened, but they're taking it slow. When he said he was glad that it happened, I was like, wait, is it still happening? I know. He said it in a way where it sounded like we don't have, we had sex once and we've not had sex since then. But I, maybe that's not what he meant. He just sounded that way. Yes. Yes. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping. Then it's to the girls. How is everybody feeling? Gina says she had a great day. Nicole is in charge of this conversation, by the way. As if it could be anything different. Mm -hmm. And Nicole pushes. And I kind of like that she pushed her to actually answer the question. She's like, how is it with Clint? And Gina says she knows that decision day is coming. And Nicole is trying to push. Oh, you like him? She's like, yeah, I enjoy him as a person. They had a good meeting with Dr. Pepper, who told them to focus on basically their friendship <laughs> uh so that they could love each other so then we go back to clint and the boys asking him how he feels about decision day he says day by day they don't have a pre preconceived outcome but they don't want to judge things prematurely they're always assessing eris is like yeah me and jasmine are the same they just don't want to get to the end and have any regrets he lies and says he's taking what the experts say and using it. And if he knew the answer, that he would have been done already. And he and Clint just like mutually agree that the easy way out would be to quit. And in this moment, I realized that while we, the audience, are like, you know, there's no hope there. Yeah. I genuinely believe that Clint and Eris and Jasmine and Gina actually kind of believe that there's something worth sticking around for. Okay, I can give you three but Gina, I, I, no, nope, 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 nope. I don't think Gina thinks there's anything. Just the way she talks about him, especially when he's not around, she doesn't, no, I don't think so. I think for, it was a re revelatory moment for me because I watch and I'm just like, don't you guys know that this thing is dead? And for the first time I was like, oh, they don't actually know. Um, Only us, the viewer can see that. I think Jasmine, Eris, and Clint maybe subconsciously know it's done, but they also want to have that feeling of, I gave my very best to the end, so whatever happens, I'm not going to have any regrets, and I don't want to have FOMO or whatever. But Gina is just like, honestly, I feel like she just doesn't want to look bad. And I think the other part is she actually enjoys hanging out with Clint, so it's no hardship on her to stick around. Yeah. True that. So we go back to the girls and Jasmine says that last time all the girls were together, she was at her breaking point, but they've talked more now and she's speaking up when he pisses her off. So they're getting past that. Doesn't that sound like the beginning of a wonderful relationship? <laughs> she's in training. I, I just, for me, 
to your point where Jasmine thinks there's hope, Jasmine thinks now that, well, to be fair, Nicole is who says, well, if you're saying all that, then that sounds like a big move as a couple. And I'm like, no, it doesn't sound like a big move. Like how I don't like when people encourage people with nonsense. (laughs) But see, this is like the worst person to be around because Nicole is happy. And the, the real thing about happy people is they want the people around them to also be happy. Yeah. So Nicole comes from a place of like, I, I have gotten what I wanted out of this thing. And I just want my girls to get the same thing, but it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's a big move for her as an individual. She's growing and learning to speak up for what she wants, but as a couple, it's no, it's not. Yeah. So Shaq asks, what would it take to change the dynamics? And Eris says some kind of spark. <laughs> And I was like, what do you mean? Um, that he has to see something. Uh, he says, well, I have enough on D-Day. It might not be where I want it to be now, but I see where it could be. So Shaq says that physical attraction isn't everything. He's talking about Kirsten and he's like, well, she had a guard up all these weeks, but now it's hit her. And Shaq says, I'm ready to receive you. And, and damn, I've been trying to stay one. Honestly, this whole rant, seem to like have no context like i don't know how it started um yeah that's true because i was really trying to follow what he was saying yeah i guess it was just saying like it just hit her so that means like you just started trying but i've been trying since day one so i'm just supposed to meet you there but to your point what was the point of that I, I feel like he was expressing some frustrations with the guys, but they left out some context so that the audience could understand. I think the only thing that stuck out to me, because I think in some point he mentioned something about still not meeting her family. I'm, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get oh, to that. Okay. okay. So Gina is talking to Kirsten uh, about if there is a higher percentage of them being together or something. And she says it feels like they're in the middle of the road. They're still having communication issues. And she feels like their conversations don't have to be this difficult. I found that pretty insightful. Yeah. What did you find insightful? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That Kirsten, I, I saw the validity of like, why are these conversations so hard? Like, why is it so hard for us to communicate? And if it's this hard, are we supposed to be together? Hmm. Why do you think it's hard? Um, they're both terrible communicators. <laughs> I mean, but we've seen them communicate. It's not like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking back. <laughs> I'm thinking back to like, I guess after party provides context, they're not saying fully what they want but it's easy for me based on the show to be like it's a combination of Kirsten being guarded I had a conversation with a friend today I mean this week where I was asking like would you consider yourself guarded and she's like oh with people I don't know and I was like you know it's possible to like be friends with someone but still come off as guarded and I feel like Kirsten gives a lot of guarded energy And then you don't know how to move. And then you combine that with Shaq, who seems to be like he hasn't forgiven her for the honeymoon or something. (laughs) And there's still such a grudge and he seems to be needy. When you combine that together, I think, I think Devon hit it on the, hit the nail on the head where he has high expectations and everything they both say about each other, they interpret it the wrong way. Almost like you're thinking the worst 
instead of what they might actually need. Yep. I mean, they have, they say they have communication issues and I believe them. Oh yeah. Uh, so Shaq tells the guys that he is still interested in meeting her family and that he has yet to meet her family members who were not at the wedding. And in an interview, he's like, she knows how important family is to him. It would be nice to see her mom or her brother meet her dad, that they're part of his family now, uh, just to make sure that they're good. But he then he go, you know, when he's back to talking with the boys, he says he's not going to beg her anymore to do it. Now, this tells me that even though he's met family members at the wedding, where I guess she had to produce them, she has never brought any member of her family around Shaq after that wedding. Yeah, and what I find even weirder is for someone like Kirsten, I don't want to say she presents as prim and proper, because I know you used to say that about her. We, I don't think we know enough about her to know what is or isn't. Why does she think Shaq is good enough to lay with, but not introduce to your family members when you are married to him yeah i think there's a big gap and maybe the explanation is i mean her cousin came to that to that friend housewarming whatever they had to have one yeah you're true 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 (laughs) i guess i'm just like kirsten if you're close to your family it's almost unimaginable to me that you wouldn't bring your husband around them during this process so I'm like, are you not close to them? I mean, it's on par with Kirsten. We don't know. Like, that's <laughs> just the answer to everything. We don't know. So everybody sits down for dinner and Clint starts and says that the men poured their heart and souls into this dinner. And Chris says something about red velvet with cream cheese for birthdays. I was like, whose birthday is it? Um, Later on, we find out. But I thought it was weird that they're like, there's birthdays, and then they don't tell us whose birthday it is until much later. But I like how um, Clint made sure they knew that he was in charge of the dinner. He's like, thank you, gentlemen, for helping me put this meal together. Don't get it twisted. It's me. (laughs) You know, I will say, I bet you Clint did all of the work and directed all of the action, and the other guys were just supporting roles. So I'm not going to begrudge him. For taking credit for the dinner that he probably made. Oh, he no, I am saying that he did it. He just wanted to make it known that they know <laughs> that it was me. We will be right back. So Clint brings up decision day and he asks what everybody needs from their significant other. As we go around, clearly some people's answers were cut out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we start with Eris. Um, it's a very, very long thing. Eris says he needs for, for Jasmine to speak her mind and his intention is to take the tools given to them by the experts that they're not where they need to be, but they have all the reasons. So there's no excuses to put in the ex the effort. And he expects her to continue to work on communication communication and that his intention is to create a more vulnerable environment. So for her to speak up. And this hasn't been easy. And then he switches into like a, a just praise for Jasmine. Talks about her break. Gra- talks about her grace. Says they they don't have problems talking about things. And he's proud of her for this, that, and the other. And she's such a wonderful person. He goes on for quite some time. And then Jasmine starts tearing up. 
Um, and he says she could have done a whole bunch of things. She could have left. She could have screamed. None of that would have been wrong, but he wants to congratulate her for her strengths. Please look, this is like the worst compliment I've ever heard in my life, to be honest. <laughs> and she, but she's crying. It means a lot to her. Yeah. I was not buying it. <laughs> Just saying all the right things. But again, words without actions mean nothing. You forgot to meditate with her. The one thing she asked for. So, no. Um, Kirsten talks more about her and Shaq and communication. She gets flustered and frustrated when they have to have difficult conversations. But going forward, her intentions are to be open to him and to how she's feeling and why she's feeling that way. And she needs more grace and for it to be consistent. And Shaq says that her feelings are valid. Chris says that he and Nicole talk things through and she doesn't get annoyed with the overcommunication. And then they tell the group that they've told each other they love each other. I'm sure that was on the group chat, y'all. I'm sure it was. <laughs> I know. I was. Uh, I, I, might, I made a note. I was like, oh yeah, this is the first time they're finding out, right? <laughs> like, no way, right? <laughs> you think Nicole would have kept that from the group chat? Yeah, that's true. Maybe she just told Kirsten. Her bestie? Maybe, maybe. I mean, people celebrated uh, Shaq and Kirsten having sex way more than they celebrated Kirsten Nicole saying, I love you. Just saying. <laughs> There's no, if, if if you don't get a hand clap from Eris, it's not a big deal. Did he hand clap? I didn't notice. No, he didn't. Oh. He hand clapped for when they had sex. <laughs> love means nothing to this crew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gina and Clint. Clint says that I've been trying and taking the tools and they're stuck in the friend zone and they don't argue. Um, there's no massive blowups, little annoyances, nothing that requires divorce. Clint says some lies about how they're moving in the right direction and they put themselves in a good position and that if they had lots of accelerants, he starts naming all the accelerants. I didn't write them down. Then they could ignite something. Sorry, I didn't mean to go back, but in the Nicole and Chris thing, the way Chris worded it, did it sound like he he felt it so he said it or she needed it? Because he said she was constantly needing that validation and he kept wondering, what is it that I'm doing that's making her still feel insecure and then I realized she just needed to hear those words. Do you think he actually loved her and said it and it was coincidental or he just felt this would make her feel better? It did cross my mind. <laughs> it sounded like he was saying, she needed me to say, I love you. So I said it. <laughs> like, I don't know why he was saying, why not just say, I felt it. She did X, she did Y. Considering that you already know that she has that insecurity that you didn't pick me. And then now you say she was constantly needing that validation. I'm like, oh, don't say that. It, it didn't sound great. It, did, it yeah. didn't sound great. So finally, Gina says the truth. <laughs> Gina says it feels forced and it makes it unattractive. And she didn't sign up for a friend. She has lots of friends. Nicole says cheers to super friends. But I mean, Gina has a point. This is married at first sight, not friends at first sight. 
And I think it was normal to be, even as happy as they seem to be just hanging out and sharing a dog and living in an apartment, like, this is not really what she signed up for, Friends at First Sight. I mean, fair. But I just feel like Gina is very careless with her words and the way she says things. I get it. Some people are very direct and are truth tellers. But please be cognizant that there are people behind whoever, whatever it is that you're saying. They're human beings. Like the way she said it, I didn't sign up for friends. You are literally the one putting you guys in friend zone. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what I don't understand. I still believe that if she gave it a chance, that Clint might have had a turnaround. I still feel like he's still playing defense. Like if she says this, I'm not going to be a chump or whatever. And he's going along with it. But it's the way she says things and just is very, It's she's very, what is the word? nonchalant about it like he doesn't have any feelings like don't take advantage of the fact that he's being very understanding i didn't like that at all (sighs) i I get it i just i it's the truth (laughs) yeah i mean and i can understand getting to a point where you just don't feel like lying anymore she didn't have to lie. All she had to say was like, yeah, unfortunately the spark isn't there and I feel like we're trying so hard. He's been very respectful and we're having a good time together. Unfortunately, I had hoped to do this so I can meet the love of my life. I didn't want to have another friend. But to say, I didn't sign up for friends at first sight. I don't need any new friends. I don't have, that's rude. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At the after decision day happy hour, if she said it then, would it be better? the after this no you don't need to say i don't need new friends nobody asked you all of that (laughs) again if he was the one even like if she was in a jasmine um eris situation where eris is friends owning her yes but you are the one so whatever so they all go to their rooms eris has to go to a work event so he needs to leave I was kind of surprised because <laughs> if they left, if they came on a Friday, this is Saturday, he has a work event on Sunday. <laughs> I know people on Twitter are like, sure, Aries, wink, wink, work events, wink, wink. <laughs> I, I actually do think he had a work event because, you know, it, it's not. Yeah, I believe him. I just think I, it's a little odd. I believe him because I don't think he will miss out on a party. He likes exactly. He likes a good time. <laughs> he likes hanging out with the other guys, at least. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> not his wife. Not his wife. <laughs> so um, Jasmine is a little sad that Eris is leaving. She says when they're about to progress. I was like, progress to what? Um, she said the dinner was a turning point because in the weeks leading up to this, she didn't feel like he had seen her. But when he was singing her praises, it flooded her heart because she felt seen. I think that's legitimate. <sighs> It doesn't mean that they're meant to be married. It doesn't mean that Eris has done a good job. But for one moment there, Jasmine felt seen. I take it as a positive. Okay, I promise not to say breadcrumbing. So let her have the win. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um... So he leaves. There's a whole departure scene. She makes a joke about she's going to be all alone without him. Having to deal with bears by herself. Felt for her. And then... Then we go to Chris and Nicole in their room and they're talking about Jasmine and Eris and they both agree that Eris has really grown. I was like, where did you get that? But okay. Um, 
we here again they're doing an 80s party so everybody's putting on their 80s stuff um i feel some people failed the assignment oh who failed Shaq was dressed for the 70s those were bell bottoms yeah and Shaq said he's the youngest why do you, did he mean the men because person is younger than him i thought that she's older than him oh she is months. so they're about the same okay that's yeah, funny. but he's the youngest. I wonder if he was born in the 90s. He said he's an 80s baby, so he grew up in the 90s. I don't know. I should have done the math, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am not. So, yeah. Kirsten is doing okay, but I'm also getting a bit of a 90s vibe from her. Uh, what did she wear? Bike shorts and an oversized tee? Yeah, there was a lot of denim. That. There was a lot of denim. Yeah, she was in the 90s, too. Um, Clint, I was like, is that the 80s? I guess it's a specific aesthetic from the 80s. When oh, Clint was the 80s. He was like okay. a rock band. I just thought Leonard Skinner and stuff like, yeah, definitely 80s. Uh, so those was ever, that was ever, uh, Gina was wearing, I think, something similar. The workout Yeah, Gina was 80s. Nicole was 80s. I forget what Chris wore, to be honest. <laughs> Jasmine also did a great job, I feel. Yes. She came late. Um, I wonder why. What? She came late. Well, yeah, she said she was seventh wheeling it. <laughs> so she'll be pouring the drinks. Um, Clint says he loves theme parties. Um, and that for Gina to accompany him in her outfit, they're the uncontested bona fide winners. Um, so they seem to have a great time at this party. They do birthday cakes or they do one cake for our two birthday people. We find out it's Nicole and Clint. Uh, in an interview, Nicole says that it's the best birthday she's ever had, and usually she'll give herself over to a yearly cry on her birthday. She says it's because of like all the things that she hasn't accomplished, and I'm like, you mean because you weren't married? Um, <laughs> but now the tears will only be happy because of her husband and her new friends, and she's so happy. And I feel her happiness. Yeah, I just... I understand. I mean, I know some people who feel that way every birthday where they're not happy. I can't relate. I think birthdays are the best thing ever. I'm always happy on birthdays. But just for Nicole, I really hope that this is a turn in her life and that she's entering a new phase in her life that it has a whole lot of happiness. Because, again, it could be the editing, but it just seems like she's unpacking a lot. Um, that we've seen on the show and just hearing this my heart kind of broke for her like just you know yearly cry for your birthday I mean that's sad so I hope like there's just more happiness than sadness for her in the future um my other question was did Gina do anything special for Clint yeah I don't I mean, I don't know if Chris did, but Chris shows love all the time. But like, I remember when Dr. Pia or Pepper were like, you can make him dinner. And she's like, oh, that's his forte. And she's like, okay, but you can also make dinner for him. I'm like, like, are there no bakeries in Gatlinburg? Like, you can't swing out and go get a cake, some balloons, something? Yeah. Like, just, you, again, even if he's a friend, we still celebrate our friends. But, okay. So be it. I think the most surprising part of the preview for next week was that we're going to have a full episode and they're still going to be on this retreat. I know. 
I know. It's usually one and done, but there's no like, content. Like they should be headed home next week, but instead I see people coming up the stairs in dinosaur costumes. Um Oh, so does that mean Eris comes back? Um, I think they leave next week and then they resume group activities in some capacity by the end of okay. the episode. Okay. All right, Tane. Who has your bouquet this week? Listen, I wasn't going to do it another week, but it's going to be Clint. I just, he made me laugh. He made me happy. He um, committed to the pageant, committed to the theme party. He went out to see the bears and that was very scary, but it's Clint and the man bun. So Clint gets my bouquet this week. Who has yours? Um, uh, I'm going to give it to Eris. Um, <laughs> His words of affirmation made Jasmine feel really good. And I loved all of his pageantry. He won the pageant. He enjoyed the pageant. I mean, he was high on the pageant and it was fun to watch. He was. (laughs) Who has your burnt ashes? Um, it's going to go to Gina. Um, I just, Clint is doing his best, even if it's going to be friends at first sight. When he came out in his outfit, she could have just given him a little bit more hoop and holler she didn't when he lost she didn't try to say oh but you did great you're number one in my book she's like oh i told the girls we can't give him this because he's gonna be harping on this all that i'm like gina (laughs) at least try to make him feel better and then the whole i didn't come here to make new friends i have enough friends and all that i was just kind of over it so gina gets mine who has your ashes i'm just gonna go ahead and give it to Clint for going outside to confront a bear. <laughs> I don't know what kind of insurance a lifetime has on you that they allowed you to do such an idiotic thing, but we need to stay away from wild animals for our own safety. Okay. Really, no one really pissed me off this week, so that's the best I could come up with. Okay. <laughs> um, that is it for this week. You can find Tane on the rewatch with Nana. Look out. Season 6B of Sex and the City is coming soon. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That is A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. Yes, we're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support, for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Please give us a five-star rating if you're so inclined on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And we will be here next week. Don't forget to listen to your bonus episodes on our Patreon. We have After Party and Love is Blind. Bye, guys. Bye. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.